I need adventure and sticks. <laughs> I don't have money to acquire the adventure and sticks I talked about. I'll go to cool.com. <laughs> I can't go to cool.com because that is something else. I'll go to kingdomofloathing.com. <laughs> kingdomofloathing.com. Check it totally out. Hey, everybody. It's Thursday night, and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast. I'm your host, Jake. And I'm Riff. I'm Hot Stuff. How's it going, fellas? Okay. You guys have both been working on Kingdom of Loathing a lot lately. Yep. That's true. Writing some Riff. writing some monsters, filling some word buckets with words. Word buckets about regular buckets. Yeah. Sometimes. Are they really regular? Uh a lot of different buckets <laughs> actually the the things i wrote about buckets did not go into word buckets i just oh, pa- yeah. i just pasted them into the wiki for you <laughs> they should have i should have given you some word buckets for those so that i don't have to then paste them into code or word buckets myself because <laughs> uh i realized that i did the classic the i committed the classic error which is to ask you for something that has a lot of quotes in it <laughs> uh, I, one or both of you might need to look at some dog names Unless you like the dog names I came up with. Huh. <laughs> Maybe we will. Did you, I mean, did you just like shit them out the way that I did the first set of horse names or did you actually name them? Uh, Do you, are they names that you think are funny for, for the dogs? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I are they even remember like, there being dogs in this contest? Oh, oh but now are I they like I butt fart 69 or are they like <laughs> a joke that just you it's think like is maybe not up to poopy doo and Marma Duchess. <laughs> I think, I think it's probably fine for you to have known Cliff those. Fjord. Cliff Fjord. That pretty, wow. That's pretty that good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right, I think I think you can have this. I don't I don't know that I want that. <laughs> I've I've delegated so much more of this charter than uh, than previous charters. So if it's bad, it's not <laughs> it's my fault. fault. <laughs> cool. No. no, it's been nice. I mean, we had this whole plan of making three items of the month, and it, while we did not succeed, we also did not fail. Month is not over yet. Ah, uh, yeah. One thing that I did not count on is uh, acquiring some mystery disease, indicate plague, mm. indie yep. plague. Uh, those are the best kind. There Cannabis is no cure. Indicade. Are your boils all pixely? Yes, <laughs> that's. I was just about to remark on that. Um, hmm. What kind of disease gives you boils? Uh, actual plague is. Bubos. I don't know how that differs from a boil. Ooh, like those little owls from uh, <laughs> Clash of the Titans. <laughs> Isn't that the eubonic plague? Wouldn't that be great if you had a disease that gave you cute little robot owls <laughs> that, that were animated by Ray Harryhausen? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've got. I'm covered in owls. Do you think it would be possible to build a machine in real life that moved? In a way that made it look like it was animated by Ray Harryhausen. Hmm. Like, do you think you could get such a such a fast and precise servo that it could move fast enough and stop at intervals that make it look like it was stop motion animated? Maybe. Because uh, I want that. I feel like that's probably 
probably Bubo is what began my lifelong love of birds. I I don't know if that's feasible because if the object actually has to traverse through space, right? Like maybe in combination with a, a strobe light that was well, like anything in combination with a strobe light looks like. Well, but you, it depends on the speed of the strobe light, right? Because like we're under a strobe light right now, it's just 60 hertz. I mean, what if there was a drug called Harryhausen that you could take that just shut, <laughs> that just slowed down the refresh rate of your eyes and it just made everything look like a skeleton from Jason and the Argonauts? Hmm. Like, actually, like, people were just replaced so, with skeletons. Yeah, it also gave you x-ray vision. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That seems like a drug that you would have enjoyed during your, during your rave days. Oh, yeah, if, that would have been, that would have been pretty good. You know what we haven't heard in a long time is any stories from your rave days, Riff. I'm pretty sure I've spot, told them all. Well, you should you should pick your favorite and tell it again, because I bet some of our listeners haven't heard it. I bet some of our listeners are surprised to know that before you were principally characterized by wearing hats, you were principally characterized by going to raves. <laughs> well, I I didn't I do have a good story of uh, these two people I knew who had driven to. Um, to Washington D.C. to meet their their contact that they bought all their LSD from, and they they bought this this book of acid. It was like uh, ten sheets of blotter paper, which worked out at the time to uh, like a thousand hits of acid. And they're driving home, and uh, it's this, this this young couple, this guy and this girl, and the guys driving. And, uh, they were, they were kind of, they were pretty crazy cats to begin with. So they're driving down the highway. Also, it was the seventies. <laughs> they're driving down the highway and dude is driving and he looks in the rearview mirror and he sees a cop car behind them and then another cop car and another cop car. And they, they flip out, uh, thinking they're going to go to jail for like a million years because uh when Yeah, they take that shit weirdly randomly seriously. Yeah, right? because like, the the way it were when you got when you got busted for acid, the the weight of it included the weight of the material that the acid or that had been dipped in the acid, so they were charging you for so many grams of acid, but that grammage included the weight of the paper, which makes it seem like and and then the 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 prison time that you get assigned is based on the weight of what the actual chemical weight would be you know what i mean so you're getting you're getting charged like way more than you should be because they're counting the paper as part of the drug right um but anyway so yeah so they're they're flipping out they're like we have to get rid of all this acid and they just start taking the sheets and just putting them in their mouths and just just eating this entire book of acid, like five hundred hits of acid each. Isn't that like potentially fatal? Uh, I I uh, a high enough dose of acid, I believe I have read, will not kill you. Like you'll you'll just fall unconscious before you manage to eat a lethal dose. Uh, they did not get through the entire book. I think they got like an entire sheet a piece before they just that was it. And the the guy managed to coast to a halt and stop at the side of the highway before he got into a wreck. And they spent like probably the next week just wandering around Washington DC. Turned out that what they had seen in the rearview mirror was the Pope's motorcade. Hmm. 
and they had been they had been frightened into eating a sheet of acid apiece because they saw the Pope. Or they were inspired to try to have a religious experience. Yes, that possibly also happened. I wonder if the Pope has some sort of force field around him that just makes people do a lot of really stupid things. <laughs> like buy fancy hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That consider wine to be blood. Hmm. So yeah, that's that's my story, awkwardly told with many divergences. <laughs> Guys, you want to answer some questions from Kingdom of Loathing podcast listeners like you? <laughs> like me? No. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to hear questions from people who more or less never listen but always participate. <laughs> well, come on, Riff, I'm interested in your questions. Hot stuff, do you have any questions for me? <sighs> well, uh Sometimes when you make a charter store, for example, mm -hmm. you make the pieces of gear in there all different. And sometimes you make them like all hats. Was Were they all hats? Because it's just like, is the joke override the desire to have different pieces of gear that you can equip at the same time? For that 70s volcano, yes. yes. The joke that they were the hats from the village people was more important okay. than... Any other, so, any mechanical concerns. Okay. So then the question is, is there some sort of equation in your head about when jokes are more important than uh, mechanics and vice versa? Huh, probably not. There's probably not some, like, specific set of axioms okay. that are followed you can kind of tell, though, right? Like that, I feel like there are definitely certain things where I will present this to you. Is this funny enough to be worth doing something that makes less mechanical sense? And you will, in certain cases, say absolutely yes, and in other cases, say absolutely no. We definitely will go a long way for the sake of a joke. Sometimes. Do we ever ruin jokes for mechanics' sake? Hmm. I don't... I mean, I can't think of anything, but I'm sure that we have, right? I mean, I resisted the fullness counter for a really long time because it wasn't funny right although that kind of just became a little talismanic phrase that i used right for something that i didn't want to do because i hadn't wanted to do it for so long i had gained a you know i had attached sentimental value to my insistence that i didn't want to add that counter you were counter to the counter i was i was contrary to the counter did i tell you that uh one of my friends who worked at the Media Lab on, like, Intelligent Kitchens was, uh, their group was called Counterintelligence. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I mean, you did just now, and it was funny. Yeah. And it was entertaining to all of our listeners, as well as to me. Now he works at Yahoo. You've, you, you know Joe Fish, right? Yes. Yeah. He's a research scientist. Yeah. One fish, toe fish, red fish, Joe fish. Yes. I forgot to load up the questions. Here they are. Jello Bois says, looks like Google Play is getting into the podcast scene finally. Could you submit your podcast to their service so I can subscribe to it in Google Play Music? It'd be great for the Android users out here. And then he links to it. And yes, I did that today. Uh, I submitted all of our, I submitted all of the podcasts that I have control of the feeds for. So everything on the Hot Dog Network except for Horror Show Hot Dog and uh, the KOL podcast, which I was, that one was rejected because the podcast image was not big enough. Apparently, they just have 
exactly the same XML tag processing that iTunes uses, which is to say they require a ton of iTunes specific metadata in the XML tags that say uh, iTunes uh, colon picture, iTunes colon uh, creator, stuff like that. I don't know. Like, wow. did, so did you change the picture? I did. I just, yeah, I just, and I didn't realize it's possible that iTunes bitched about this. And I just forgot to do it for the KOL podcast because you remember there was that time like a couple years ago where I had to ask Roy to give me higher res versions of all the, the, the Hot Dog Network podcast logos. I don't fourteen hundred by fourteen hundred PNG is what they want that to be. Yeah, Man, which is sense. madness. And that's not very that's not very much space on a modern Retina screen, right? I mean, a modern like a Retina iPhone is like two hundred and fifty pixels per inch or something yeah it's like it like a retina iphone 5 was like 1024 by 768 or something right like or right like but i'm the, but there's like retina laptops now that are yeah three or four hundred pixels per inch and that those are yeah i mean they're just gonna make some arbitrary decisions about how to up resin downscale yeah some crap it is Man. garbage <clears throat> it's like it is weird how you would have thought looking at the like browser compatibility landscape of 15 years ago surely this will be better surely they will have figured this out surely competing standards and competing i mean everything was going to be vector art remember <laughs> like was everything going to be vector art yeah svg was the future oh, man i don't think svg was ever the future i think well, like i mean it was talked about like that for a well, while by linux bros <laughs> I don't know. My <laughs> my only experience with SVGs was having that be a part of An one of the flow. many broken pipelines sure. of Word Realms. Um, we probably, I mean, in retrospect, should have just drawn the art somehow and then just rasterized yeah, everything. Yeah, we should have figured out how to... I don't even know that we needed to rasterize it because I think that somebody who had more experience could have done that game with bitmap art and then the art would have been something that roy liked and uh, maybe you know i mean we also should have just simplified it we should have we, we learned so many things yeah it's true that we should have done you know i remember seeing that the presentation that colin northway did about incredipede and like you just totally can do this stuff with bitmap art because all of that stuff was just bitmaps i mean he like he just wrote the code to support this the visual style that the artist wanted to work in and that he liked and that's we should have been able to do that you know because right. we ended up with something that looked bad and like roy didn't like it like roy didn't like working in that style although i think he has fun staying in that style for the advice hot dog logo or episode logos yeah Every great once in a while, he'll do one of those in some other medium, but he, like, pops into Illustrator. I don't even want to think about how much time he spends on those. Did did you guys start Advice Hot Dog around the same time that we started working on Word Realms? Was that contemporaneous? Maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. He might have thought of those logos as an opportunity to... I mean, we worked on Word Realms for, like, five years, right? Right. And I don't think... Maybe, maybe it was a ways in that we did. But you took a long hiatus from... A couple of years. Vice hot dog, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't remember the chronology of all that. I don't either. 
And I don't like thinking about those times, those dark word realms years. How did you guys decide to do Advice Hot Dog? Roy, when we, when Radio KOL was first a thing and he found out about it, he said we should do a, like a call in show on mm. it. And we just never got around to it and never got around to it. And then finally, when it was like, when I took over the KOL podcast feed and like sort of learned what having a podcast was and stopped being angry about the idea of a podcast. Because, I mean, I still consumed everything by just downloading MP3s of stuff and then listening to them from the file system. Directly Mm -hmm. into your brain. F writes, do you think creating three items of the month ahead of time will really give you enough time to play Fallout 4? (laughs) No. I think I'm... That's an excellent question. (laughs) Here is something that I'm going to have to do this time around, I think. I think that I am going to have to not just spend days playing the new fallout game when it comes out, because we just have so much shit going on all the time now. Like you could just do what I do and wait for some number of years before you actually play it. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. Okay. It's going to be, it's going to be hard to play it in like a couple hours at a time. (laughs) I hope I don't, maybe I won't have to. I mean, I can probably take a day or two off work. I mean, you're the boss. You can do whatever you want. Right, but I mean, you know, I, I, I you get could just it. you could assign yes. a lot of work to people, and then during while while you're looking at your loading screen, you check <laughs> in and make sure that people are doing stuff, and if they if they're exceeding expectations, you assign more work. Yeah, that seems good. Um, you know, F. While that is a funny point, I wasn't actually thinking about that. I really just want to work on West of Loathing. Is what I want. I want the time to be freed up for that. We showed a bunch of people the most recent build of West of Loathing when we were down at Indiecade, mm-hmm. and I feel like the feedback was largely positive. Yeah. People well, described it as lultzy. That's true. We showed it to Terry Gross, and she said, this video game is lultzy. Um, I think I think we probably have some some sort of thinking to do about the U- UI. Yeah. But... That's why I'm kind of glad we're showing it to people now, just to sort of see how people interact with it. Yeah, the nice thing about Victor, the programmer, is that he can, like, he can just shit out a completely overhauled inventory UI in, like, a day. Yeah. And so we can just keep trying stuff. Here's what I worry about. Yeah. I worry that normal people don't think that the Borderlands inventory UI is incomprehensible garbage like i worry that the playtesting that that sort of that scale of studio makes for that sort of ui results in that which is a thing that is not necessarily like intimidating for an, a novice to look at mm-hmm. or like the skyrim ui which is i mean i got used to it the skyrim pc ui is garbage right like it's not any different right it's like well then yeah basically what people want now i mean even the thing that actually made me the thing that actually scared me a little bit about this and i don't know why it's not scary it's just a thing that i have to adjust to was cole talking about how bad cole ross in the uh watch out for fireballs about oblivion talking about how bad the inventory ui in oblivion was and the inventory ui in oblivion was fine it just relied on mouse overs for information which is a thing that they are like fuck that like i feel like Mm. modern game players game modern gamers are concerned about two things ethics in 
video games <laughs> journalism right. and not using mouse overs for anything. You, you the Oblivion inventory UI was miles better than the Skyrim hmm. UI. You, what about the I PC thought. mods for the UI? Yeah, I mean, I st- so like what I ended up with was just using a much higher res inventory UI with just filters and stuff and just a lot more things like that just relied on you having a mouse. It still didn't do mouse over stuff. And I'm not doing any mouse over stuff because like I promised you that I wouldn't do anything with this UI that that ended up requiring the uh, mouse over so that you, we wouldn't be able to put it on a tablet um, or or that would work or that would require us having two different UIs for right. tablet versus PC. Um, you know, which will always be a little different, but you know, which just means like you different. tap on something and then it's like a, there's a little pop up, like a little preview pane for looking at details about the, which maybe that's just a bad model. You know, maybe you tap on it and it pops up a description and then you have to tap that to close it. But that feels more cumbersome to me. But like opening it up now and seeing like six little windows, five little windows feels confusing, I guess. I think that we could probably arrange the gear screen as a little paper doll and consolidate the gear and the thing with the avatar in it. Right. Um we can maybe consolidate the players stats and the equipment uh the player stats and the preview thing so that when you dragged equipment onto the guy it showed you the preview of the player stats, right? And then when you tapped on a piece of equipment it showed you what it was going to do. Right. I like having both of those up at once so that I can see like, you know, what what changes this going to affect on my guy. Right. And what am I at now? Like, but it probably makes sense to just trim all that down, have more space in the inventory UI be for showing you what items you have. Also just hiding some of the details until you need them. That's, I think that's the thing going to be big. Might be really good. Anyway, it's, you're right that it's good to, and I feel like when I think about that kind of thing, I think of myself getting really frustrated, but I keep not getting frustrated with it. I keep being fairly patient at the idea of making sweeping changes to things that I put in there. So that's probably a good sign. Yeah. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm getting old and like, I fuck it. I don't care. Put whatever you want in there. (laughs) Maybe I just, you know, we could simplify it by just having one item. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's just like you either have it or not. And if you have it, your guy on the screen is holding it. And if you don't, <laughs> he's not. I think it has to be a, a radish. Or is it a rutabaga? What is that thing? The turnip? thing you get in the beginning? Yeah. It's a turnip. Turnip. Yeah. Because you, it starts with you falling off the turnip truck, and there's a turnip left over from it. I see. Yeah. You, we need to we need to see that I think. Well, yeah, I know, but I mean that we need that we need that cutscene and the ability to have a cutscene and the ability to have the sweeping panoramas of uh, landscapes moving from east to west while our names float through the sky. Ooh. Right. I like the idea of doing the like the western style. The credits are at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's that's what's going to happen there in between the in between the farm where you choose your character class and say goodbye to your bird. Uh, and uh does the bird come and find you later in the game he might yeah cool. if you if you let him go you don't have to let him go oh. before you leave but if you i mean i think it'll probably just be a cosmetic thing and not a well sure it's i also cool, need though. to change that 
crow. He's a crow, and he's currently named Raul. But I need to change his name to Russell so that our so that all of our games will be characterized by beginning with a bird joke that most people don't understand. <laughs> Word realms did not have that. <laughs> so I mean, it might have. We just all just didn't understand. Oh, it. Wait, did they have birds? Uh, did that when you get out of the bush? Do you have birds flying around your head to indicate a hangover? Maybe. That's what that means, right? <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have drunk all those birds. <laughs> Dr. Capitalism writes, Hey there, fellows. My very first dog back when I was a wee lad was a dachshund named Rat Dog, so it's no surprise that that's what I named my Halloweener dog. Thanks for making an item of the month that gives me warm, fuzzy feelings every dang day. Oh, thanks for saying so. Deus Ex Machina says, Can we have something kitty-related to balance out all the sudden influx of dog-related content? <laughs> nope, you're going to get more Uh-oh. dog-related content. Cliffyord. <laughs> that's good okay i think there are like 11 in total they can't they can't all be winners so we'll have to see stealth hunter or steel thunter oh man you guys i invented a drink yesterday oh yeah i didn't have either of the components with me so i had to invent it in my imagination uh it is a harpoon ipa plus some tang and i call it <laughs> no orange beer <laughs> No, no, no. I've been drinking your uh, your margarita recipe, and it's been oh, good. Yeah. yeah, I got I got lucky in trying to figure out how to make uh, the margarita that they make at this restaurant that I like. Uh, and the proportions that we landed on for basically making just a perfect margarita, it is two parts tequila, one part lime juice, one half part agave syrup. So you got to get agave syrup from somewhere. Um Salt, salted rim. Yep, salted all rim. over ice. Yep, yep. I shake it, but oh, you do. Yeah, I just I like that. I know that it's a I, citrus drink. You're allowed to shake. I don't think it actually makes that much difference. Like, I don't think that there is any cocktail whose character is significantly altered by shaking it versus stirring it. Like, I think that that is it. it maybe it waters clouds, it down a little bit. It clouds things. It clouds drinks that um that a loosh. little bit. It kind of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes them so, colder, which is good. Sure. But well, I mean, it's weird. String, I like it's supposed to be cold, too. Yeah, I mean, I like cocktails cold. I generally do not like anything else cold. Like, I tend to prefer my water room temperature. Hmm. Or a little hotter than room temperature if I'm having a gin and tonic. <laughs> if it's warm outside. You so guys remember cool that down. joke from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? No. That every culture across all of history and all the galaxy has a drink called the gin and tonic. It's spelled differently a lot of the times and it's not, it's like they're all different beverages. One of which is just a glass of tap water served at slightly, (laughs) slightly above room temperature. I did not remember that. Yeah. You guys didn't memorize the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when you were... I mean, I remembered I remembered the fact of ubiquity of gin and tonic, but I didn't remember that particular recipe. Uh, anyway, Stealth Hunter says, Hi, guys. I just wanted to say thank you for the hello from the Magic Tavern podcast you mentioned a while ago. Thank you very much. Yeah, and also a while really ago. Uh, oh, yeah. Have you been listening to it? Yeah. Did you see the live recording of it? No, I didn't. Yeah, I forget if we were. Because you went with me to see You Look Nice today, right? right. But then we left before that other thing because we had to go get real, real drunk. I think it was the other way around. I think no, you, was it? Magic Tavern was before You Look Nice mm. today. I'm kind of glad. I think it would have been lost on me to see it live yeah. if I didn't know anything yeah, about same it. Same here. I had people translating for me and filling me in, and it, it was pretty good. 
Anyway, uh, Stealth Hunter continues. Also, I asked a while ago to give the gnome in the desert a function. Quest shop, butt network, or whatever. I don't know if this is cloud to butt, because I also don't know if cloud network means anything. Uh, do you have any idea for that? The gnome in the desert. Oh, like Naysir. You can go see Naysir after... Mm. Yeah, let's let's give him a butt network. Riff, uh, I'm delegating to you the task of deciding what a butt network is huh. and how Naser allows you to uh but access to back and forth or, forever. I don't, I don't okay, think like Naser's B- gonna want you to upload things to his butt network. It's B to B. It's B to B, yeah. Um, Man, you never go B to B. Have you seen uh what is that? movie that i am just i just blanked on as i was you and me and everyone we know yeah i think that's it okay yeah it's something like that i've seen that scene that i looked up because you described it to me and it sounded funny yeah that is definitely the most memorable scene from the movie uh elfin says any plans for west of loathing beta testers or kickstarter would love to see a gameplay video soon yeah video production is our is a huge, strong blind suit. spot. I was going to say Achilles' heel, but that doesn't really mean any. That doesn't. That, that I mean, if we're going to really go into battle with another game studio and then they stab us in our video game production, that, that <laughs> our video holds production. Yeah. our uh, video production. I guess yeah. we've we've got a guy who's real busy and a new dad has no deadline to speak of, and is a new dad who's gonna gonna make a, a teaser trailer for us, which is basically like. The thing that we need to put it on green light, which at that point is when I think we start like advertising it a little bit and just, you know, trying to get it green lit. Yeah. Um, I don't foresee doing a Kickstarter like I don't foresee running out of money in the amount of time that I very, very much want the game to be finished in. Um, I don't know. You know, I might be I might be fooling. That myself. might be a foolish choice. You know, I mean, if it let's say that if it gets to be like the end of next summer and we haven't released it and yet. we haven't released it, then maybe we do a Kickstarter to finish it because <laughs> we're not going to run out of money by then. I don't think I mean, unless unless KOL revenue just tanks for some reason. Well, if you try to sell tanks, that's true. The military might get involved. It's we're we're getting such a good deal on both Victor and Wes that you want to just keep them going as long as possible. Well, th- it just makes me not worried about the budget, really, right? Because we cost a fixed amount. Right. And the budget that is being spent on us is not money so much as it is KOL development and hmm. KOL would probably be fine with less development. I mean, it has been historically like you know, we worked on Master Swords and nothing catastrophic happened. We worked on Word Realms and nothing catastrophic happened except Word Realms. <laughs> <laughs> um, beta testers, yeah, certainly we will have something. I I feel like the way that I would want to do that is, and I don't know exactly how this works, but once we are greenlit, the ability to do betas via Steam Keys... Hmm. is I think what I would want because then there's just authentication built in and the you know whatever the beta is won't get pirated. I mean, it's also really trivial to like making builds is so fast and so easy and just saying, "All right, let's 
say that everything past this point just isn't there in the beta build. Mm-hmm. There you go. You know, so it's like test stuff without having the ability to see. And well, I mean, and really for fans, test it without having all of the content ruined, right? Or spoiled for you. You know, not ruined. That's that's a there's a different <laughs> have it ruined by you realizing how terrible it is. But yeah, not uh, not super soon. I mean, after the first of the year, because realistically, the, the you know items of the month are more or less in hand until the end of January. The challenge path for February is already decided on, and it's still, it still requires work. But. It still requires work, but really, it's just making a bunch of skills. You know, it, mm-hmm. there's not going to be a tremendous amount of additional content and what content there is, is largely going to be probably reused from West of Loathing content development. Maybe it'll be hats on everybody. Everybody gets a 10 gallon hat. Everybody. Yeah. Just everybody gets a cowboy hat. That'd be pretty funny. Could you, we, do you think we could maybe, do that? Maybe you start out with a one gallon hat and you have to level it up. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Uh, you start out so far in West of Loathing with a four gallon hat. Cause I didn't want to commit to there being that many. <laughs> or I mean, maybe we, we add some stakes by taking away your four gallon hat and replacing it with a one gallon hat after you leave boring Springs. It does, does it weigh eight pounds per gallon? Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a heavy hat. Well, it's hard to be King. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking what I was what I got into a little rabbit hole thinking about was whether we could retrofit and we just couldn't obviously uh, hats appearing on the avatar in KOL mm. we just can't because of custom avatars because of yeah. all the different weird I mean we could just say it only happens if you're on your normal avatar, but that would be so much work for so little benefit we'd have to convert every hat graphic to a PNG uh, they're, and they're not the right size yeah. for the heads in general yeah. and I basically have to redraw every hat yeah. I'm having to do that for West of Loathing anyway. Like everything that I draw, it like uh, its scale for being on the player and its scale for being an icon are different. Oh, are you drawing it twice instead of scaling it down? Yeah. Huh. Because I want the line weight to be the same. Oh, huh. Right. So I haven't yet had to do that. I've like just done the like World of Warcraft trick where only part of this is in frame in the icon. Mm. Right, so this icon is just that, like the you know the right two thirds of this hat or whatever. That's weird. Then it Remember turns out you only bought the right two thirds of a hat. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Billy Bob Fred says, "Have we reached the end of the return of Tuesday updates, or have you simply run out of things for now?" We just got busy. Um, there's a few things on deck. That's true. We've got a list of new bounties that we can add at some point. I'm going to do another batch of uh, breakfasts, the daily reminder things uh, based on player feedback. But every minute that I've spent working on KOL for the last like two or three weeks has been working on these items of the month. Um, They're neat. Yeah. They're very, they're different from one another and all interesting i think it took a while for december to kind of find its cool soul or its coal <laughs> its creepy legs 
Hamfish says, your discussion about changing up the front page, particularly the leaderboards, got me thinking. What about a random contest every day where the board is just most Zobmies killed today or most spooky sticks found today or something like that? Just random monsters and items and only keeping track of what is done on that day. It'd be much harder for a few particular players to dominate those boards unless they were dedicated to adventuring in the spooky woods for 300 adventures straight or something. Uh, just something to think about. At the moment, most boards are keeping track of items in display case rather than items actually dropped on a particular day. Yeah, I mean, I would want to put that not on the front page. Really? Also. Yeah, because I mean... I thought the I thought part of the the joy was like yeah. seeing the random thing. I my feeling about that has changed over time. Like I feel like seeing just a random thing, most whatever consumed item names have gotten so weird and stupid over time that that's just confusing rather than funny or intriguing to a new player. Yeah, huh. and and I don't that. I, I think it's God, I feel like experienced KOL players just don't even glance at the login page. Like the extent to which like a significant number of people got mad at us for not announcing the Twitch tower or whatever right. when we did a week ahead of time. Like I think people just either just load it and hit enter because their browser fills in the username and password. Here's a, another thing that's a little weird that have, a couple of people have complained about, uh, if you type in your username and password and then are like, okay, time to play, and you hit the play button, <laughs> oh. that doesn't work. And that's the largest button by far, especially yeah. on mobile. Yeah. And I don't know if that's something we can fix. I mean, there's probably a better like onboarding experience that could happen there, right? If there were just fewer things on the screen. Like... Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Because you want... I felt like play was more enticing than create a character. Yes. Right? Because that sounds like a chore Agreed. instead of a thing that's fun. But it also like is the thing that you are going to do even if you already have a character, right? Yeah. So start playing. Ah. I mean, could, we just, could there just be one button and it figures out if you've entered a username and password or not? Yeah, but then what if you... I mean, there's the use case of somebody who typed in a username and password for their old account and then decide they want to make a new one and then they hit, they can't <laughs> without like deleting their password from the, you know what I mean? Because it's but saved. That's probably stupid. No, it's probably never going to happen. I mean, just blanking it out of the text field. If it, but you're right that it probably could stand. To... <sighs> I keep trying to imagine what a modern login page would look like and I keep failing. I think it would be in color. Like a lot of ads. It'd have... Uh, a lot of uh, things from elsewhere on the web. It'd have There were just pictures of women of in their underwear. having fun playing the game. Okay. Uh, like stock agency. What if we just got a stock... A single stock image of a woman eating With a salad. salad? Yeah. And then <laughs> those testimonials that we gathered from the Facebook post were just always in a word balloon that that woman was saying. Uh-huh. That's just the first thing you see when you come to yep. KOL. <laughs> I'm liking this. Uh, Zen00 says, Can all faction become a single round stun as well based on this chat snippet? I redacted. When I sniff people in real life, it serves the purpose of confusing them. That would be a way to sweeten up the deal for people who are pissed off at the change that I want to make to old faction. And then, then we'll have new faction and old faction. Old faction. 
the little faction is that army of jokesters. Putrefaction. Mm, yeah, the putrefaction are the smelly zombies. Yep. Um, the how about the the satisfaction? Okay, what do they do? The satisfaction. Like oh, <laughs> hmm. That that's an interesting contradiction. <laughs> oh, because they're the saddest faction. Yeah. Yep. Let's see. There's the benefaction. Okay. okay. That's just just one person, and it's Bennett Foddy. Okay. Uh, the liquefaction. That's fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, malefaction. Mallards. Oh, I, I thought it was Mal from oh. Firefly. Petrifaction. That's uh, those uh, eyeballs with the wings from The Legend of Zelda oh, that only Petras? appear in a couple of rooms. In yeah, they were called Petras. I was going to say uh, Petra from. Uh, uh, Orson Scott card book, the one that we like. The Ender's game. Ender's game. Yep. Yeah. I like treason. Treason. Yeah, that's an Orson Scott card book that not very many people have read. Yeah, it's very very I don't good. Know that one. I brought I when I went back to <coughs> I was gonna say when I went back to Illinois last time. Hmm. Arizona has become Illinois in my mind. Hot stuff. Interesting. Uh, I brought back like a shelf full of books that I felt like were like you know I wanted the books books that were important to me that would make this feel more like home. Uh, and and that treason by Orson Scott Card was one of the ones I selected. What are what are a couple others? Uh, like my Hitchhiker's Guide hardcover and was it like a complete yeah well it was complete before uh mostly harmless okay but if i went to reread that again i don't think that i would read mostly harmless again Mm. mostly harmless is a bummer yeah because i mean i think he didn't want to write another book yeah like that and anyway and uh dirk gently is in i have this collection which i wish the spine of it did not just say douglas adams two complete novels like, I wish it said what the fucking novels were. <laughs> um, oh, maybe, no, that was that was an order from his editor, <laughs> Douglas Adams, to complete yes. novels Douglas before Douglas Adams, death. you are to oh. complete novels. It's a cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's a, it's a Stephen King writer's guide. Yeah. Um, what else did I, what else did I bring? All my Malcolm Gladwell books, of course. No, I did not bring all my Malcolm Gladwell books. I thought about it. Just, just, to, be just to be funny, yeah. But uh, books I thought I might like to loan to people. Oh. Also, so like I was gonna bring my copy of the Diamond Age, but I loaned it to somebody and never got it back. So I guess I'm gonna buy another one. Uh, Curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. A um, couple of the like the Groucho Marx's autobiography and uh, Steve Martin's autobiography a lot of autobiographies of comedians i guess yeah, you know, just just various books i don't remember if i bought like the if i brought the dark tower do you consider yourself an autodidact is this a joke no just curious in a lot of arenas yeah does it does an autodidact just not have a human teacher like if you learn books from yeah, i mean i have books you have to right I don't know. I think learning from books on your own on your own counts as an autodidact. I think just not having yeah. somebody else decide what the structure of your learning is 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 the difference between just didactism and autodidactism. What and would be what would be the alternative? Polydact polydact. Just figuring it out on your own. Yeah, I guess. like just learning well, from first principles. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like Aristotle or whatever. 
I, don't I know mean, there you... were many things that I took courses in. What about you? Do you have anything you just learned on your own? I feel like a lot of your photography, photography knowledge was pretty, pretty has, was from experience, right? Yeah. Did you ever actually take any courses? No. None at all? No. Hmm. Huh. I'll be damned. <clears throat> Very good. I um, I taught some classes. Nice. Eventually. Yeah. But I also... Those I mean, who I can't take classes, teach. <laughs> right. Uh, Ungawa says... How do you feel about banishing as a mechanic? Looking ahead at the 2016 standard landscape, I see that with Thanksgiving and Pantsgiving, man, I cannot talk today. Pantsgiving and louder than bombs expiring, the only standard source of banishing from items of the month will be the ice house. Uh, I like it as an option. I like it as a mechanic. Um, so we will use it. Yeah, I think okay. we will add. I think the the January 2016 item of the month has a banish skill that you can perm in it. Um, oh, huh. It's not written yet, but that's what one of them is going to be. Um, beyond that, I don't know. I mean, seal clubbers just get one natively now. Diabolico, Diabolico says, I just thought everyone should know the community service path has unburned me out on KOL for the time being. It poses a completely new puzzle for optimizing ascensions while not making me feel bad about being unoptimal because of real life time constraints. When I'm in a down period in KOL, I either don't log in at all for months in the on end or just set macros to meat farm so I don't feel like I'm wasting resources. Now I can ascend in 10 minutes a day. This makes me much more likely to continue to forget to cancel my monthly automated $10 <laughs> payment to you guys. Yep, it's still going. Uh, well, thank you. That makes me feel good and bad. Um, good, bad. I think I'm really think, happy that that worked because that's what we were going for. And I also think that people brought up a bunch of arguments that said we should just not really worry about it when we about take the it. karma cost yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and I agree with them. And I, I mean, <clears throat> I'm always in favor of people like yeah, people will be happier if you do nothing. Like that seems fucking great because there's <laughs> the two things that I like more than anything are making people happy and not working. <laughs> that is, that is true. not yeah, true that's not that's the least bit true. I like making people happy, but I but I like working on new stuff instead of working on figuring out how to make old stuff less broken. Okay. Right. Vernacio says, hello, last podcast you asked about whether or not folks have listened to backlogs for the podcast, and I wanted to write in that as somebody who joined in 2012, I've listened to almost every episode of the KOL Video Games Hot Dog and Advice Hot Dog podcast. Wow. I know that you guys don't like the older episodes a whole lot. They're really just me that for the most part, that doesn't like the old ones. Anyway, but I think you guys are some of the funniest people in podcasts, and your insights have really changed my life for the better. Never doubt yourselves. Oh, well, gosh, thanks, Vernacio. Also, we smell like flowers. Do it comes through in the podcast. Do we? Yeah. Uh, hi, Asim. Says Phil. I appreciate that it's oldish code, but is there a reason the combat action bar uses the one through zero keys along the top of the keyboard and the equal from the same line, but the hyphen from the top line doesn't work? I have to use the one from the numpad. That is really surprising. Yeah, that's weird. I feel like that might be a new bug. Which I guess is what makes sense, it being old code, because it wouldn't have rolled like that. Right. Um, Electric Chair J says, hey, Lick, Haunt Snuff, and Riff Goner. Yeah, there you go. Uh, oh, uh, somebody wrote in and suggested Jack the Riffer. Yeah, that was good. Uh, okay. For your uh, spooky Halloween name. That was, that was a tweet, as I recall. I am getting kind of sick of Lady Spoopy Raven, because I installed that. <laughs> oh. so now it turns spooky into spoopy and halloween into spookloween so i'm seeing spookloween everywhere like it's <laughs> sure. just because my eventually my experience of browsing the web is going to be incomprehensible <laughs> even to me because you'll have so many chrome extensions and they like start feeding on each other so that they just eventually replace 
everything with everything else and it just reduces down to the single word you could learn a new language that way just replace one vocabulary word every day <coughs> this uh something about the text here uh it does that thing where apostrophes i think maybe he cut and paste this question out of word or something and so it's got like curved apostrophes and this renderer is replacing them with an a with a little carrot on top of it and then two uh, black diamonds with question marks in them uh, <laughs> because it this thing doesn't strip high ascii uh, anyway i am getting kind of sick of lady spoopy raven spamming my k-mail i mean don't Get me wrong. I love and appreciate the Spoopy Raven revamp, but uh, some of the NPCs in the game have profiles and player IDs, like the tutorial in Uncle Crimbo. If Lady Spooky Raven had a profile and player ID, then maybe I could just delete her. It's not like I'm going to forget what I need to do, and it'll still be in my quest tracker. She'll still be waiting for me on the third floor after I finish the run relevant parts of the quest, like I care. This way, new players will still get the full experience, <laughs> but once you know what you're doing, you could shut her up if you so choose. So, like, tired of getting K-mails? Yeah, they don't want to get that K-mail with the telegram in it. Should we just send one to their house? Yeah, like a physical one every yeah. time they send. That seems pretty good. Uh, yeah, I can I can actually see that. Like, it, an option that was presented to you on subsequent ascensions that was like, don't actually send K-mails for, from ascension-relevant NPCs or something. I wouldn't want to do it via an ignore list, because that would then just require faking that in everywhere and i'd rather just have an explicit like don't send me stuff from this character right uh, anyway on the last show you talked a bit about pasta and people not expecting it at a chinese place i have no idea if this is true and i can rarely be bothered to check facts before sharing information i learned in school that pasta came to europe from asia specifically it was marco polo that supposedly brought dry noodles in their secret to italy i'm not sure about the marco polo thing but i'm pretty sure they were making pasta in asia long before europe also marco polo is a pretty underrated show on netflix also about you guys doing a show on drugs I thought that's always how you do the show I don't know I'm just kidding but every show I listen to I imagine you guys in the circle from that 70s show uh, you guys crack me up every week every day really with the game I actually really enjoyed the recent drunken jick show the October 6th show made me cry a bit less than three you guys keep it spoopy electric chair J I don't know if he said spooky or spoopy that's great uh the amazing Mr. Toothpaste says, Hey guys, how's the progress going on the Island War revamp? I'm all out of factoids to collect, so I'm excited for any kind of new monsters to research. There'll be some in just a little while. But I don't know if it'll have any... I don't know when the island is... Yeah, that really... <clears throat> it's not going in any capacity. Like... It's on your list of things to do. It is. Yeah. But then again, like... We, we, we both have these lists of things yeah. that are... A new clan dungeon. Some stuff is still yeah. on my list of things to do from 2012. It's an area of responsibility. Dear Jick, Hot Stuff, and Ishmael, says Blue Scream, in regards to social media integration, I would sign up for an ASIM-created tutor account. I can't tell if this is a joke, if it is a new... Social network no called Tutor. What Tutor is. If you're saying that you would follow an asymmetric Twitter account, then that is just a failure of our brand awareness campaign that <laughs> makes it so you don't already know that there's a Twitter. Tutor T U T O R T O O T E R. 
Tudor. I'm going to search for it. Oh, it's farts. Is there, is there a farts? Is there an all farts? What if I search for images of Tudor? Okay, there's a Le Tudor, which creates realistic farting sounds. I don't need to spend money on something that does that. <laughs> Riff, if you were gonna, in, if you were gonna try using objects in your house mm-hmm. to make a thing to make fart noises, huh? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure offhand that I have anything that would make a better fart noise than just the classic hand in the armpit. Hmm. Than the classic my butt when I fart. Well, yes. Apart from the the actual literal fart noise. Yeah, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing a tutor. So we have a Twitter. It's ASYM. Listen to it. Follow it. It posts hilarious things all the time. No, it doesn't. Yeah, we have a Facebook page. We have uh we have a Twitter account. Yeah, and you could follow us all on Twitter individually. That's if true. You want, if you want Jackson. our individual funny things that we post, uh, Riff is at Rifflesby, mm-hmm. and I'm at Puzzle Theory. You know, you can find at Puzzle Theory on Twitter is hot stuff. It's daily, uh, every every weekday uh, word puzzles. It's true. They're good. I got followed recently by at Zachary Johnson. I was like, what? And yeah, that's yeah. the other Zachary Johnson, <laughs> the right. golfer. Yeah, like, I met oh, fuck. the other. Yeah, the other guy is not the golfer. Um, I'm older than this one. The golfer's older than both of us. Uh, he's the Zachary Johnson who was a has the same name as me and was a KOL fan. Made a game called Legend of Equip Pants and is now working on a game called Joggernauts. That sounds right. I believe it is called Joggernauts, and uh, people say that it is very fun. And he's also like he just randomly was friends with the Victor, the West of Loathing programmer. Hmm. Um, yeah, and I met him at Indicate, and it was fine. And um, not, there was no sort of like explosion, universe imploding. Or no, anything. neither of us had to kill the other to absorb his power. <laughs> Although I haven't seen him since. Yeah, and I have been pretty powerful since then. It's true. Uh, you know what would make me even more powerful? Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> Riff. Yes. I'll miss you while we're having pizza. Oh. I really will. Oh. I wish that I wish that you were in the same city as us. I, That's true. I wish I could eat pizza. You can't eat pizza? I no carb diet. Uh don't just don't eat, eat the, the crust. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. just peel off the surface of the pizza. <laughs> That'd be yeah, pretty good. Yeah, that seems pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Consider the the bread a wrapper for Although the delicious they only, parts. The the only ingredient they have in addition to cheese is croutons, <laughs> so it's going to be pretty boring for you. It's a sandwiches pizza. Mm. Cannot get behind that. <clears throat> Guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a real thrill recording this episode of the Kingdom of Loathing podcast with you guys it has been and i hope we do it again real soon and listeners i hope you'll join us and until you do make a hamburger out of farts good night everybody have a great week everyone